what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. See, I can't see the Statue of Liberty this morning because it's invisible to me, but I believe it's there. And if I'll go to the right place, I'll see it. If some of you get in the right place, spiritually speaking, amen, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you are not seeing spiritual things because you're looking at worldly things. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please once again to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. The book of 2 Kings chapter 6. Reading the same passage we read last week, I thought I was done with this, but the Lord said we won't. So it's time for me to harness up and saddle up and Hook on to the plow and plow a little deeper into this. 2 Kings chapter 6. Move down, if you will, to verse 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. This is the king of Syria. He was out to kill Elisha. And he sent thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And I want to continue with the message we started last week. More that be with us than be with them. The Bible tells us there in verse 8 that the king of Syria warred against Israel. He made several plans to ambush the king of Israel, but each time he would make such plans, the Lord would give a word of knowledge to Elisha the prophet, and he would take that word of knowledge and then share it with the king of Israel and warn him about going to such places that the Syrians were gathered there and there was danger there and he didn't need to be going in that particular direction and whatever the case. He was operating in what we call a word of knowledge. And in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we read that the word of knowledge is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. You say, well, Brother James, that was Elisha, and he had an anointing. He had a double anointing of that of Elijah. 
And the Lord gave him this gift to perform the function of the prophet. And that was under the Old Testament. You're right in all of that. Today we're under the New Testament. We're under better promises. Jesus Christ has died on Calvary and paid the sin debt. Because the sin debt has been paid, that has opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and lives. That also opens up the door for gifts of the Spirit to operate in every child of God, not just Elisha. Because of what Jesus Christ did at Calvary's cross, these nine gifts of the Spirit that you read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, those gifts are available to you and I today. And Paul said, covet earnestly the best gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31. If there was ever a time in the history of the church that we needed the gifts of the Spirit working and operating in our midst, it's today, ladies and gentlemen, because there are many enemies out there. Satan is attacking the church today like never before, and I need everything that God has for me, and you as a child of God should desire the same thing. Whatever it is that God's got for me, I want it. Whatever God's got for you, you should want it. You should desire it. You should seek earnestly for the best gift. Lord, whatever it is that I need to fulfill the work that you have for me, God, I want it. Help me to operate in it. We should desire these things. This gift was operating in... Elisha's life, and it was so accurate, it was so down to the point that the king of Syria thought his house was bugged. He, he, he literally, he called all his servants in, Second Kings chapter 6, verse 11, he called all of his servants in and said, which of you is for the king of Israel? Somebody here is a spy. You keep hearing my, my plans, and you're going back and you're telling the king of Israel. Which of you is doing this thing? And one of his servants said, none, my Lord, we're faithful to you. But there's a prophet in Israel. His name is Elisha. And God is revealing to him what you speak in this, in this room, your bedchamber. God is revealing it to him, and he's the one that's going telling the king and warning him about what your plans are. So, the king of Syria sends out an entire army. One army to take one man. Verse 14, 2 Kings 6, verse 14. The king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a great host and they came by night, and they compassed the city about. To compass an entire city, that's a lot of soldiers, a lot of people. To take down one man. The king of Syria thought he had enough force to take Elisha. But he had no idea what he was up against. No idea what he was up against. Verse 15, Elisha's servant rose the next morning, and he saw him and said, Alas, Master, what in the world are we going to do? They've got us surrounded. 
And I know they're here to get you. They ain't here to get me. They're here to get you. What in the world are we going to do? And Elisha answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And when you go way back into eons of the past and you study the subject of angels, we find that Lucifer was in charge of all the angelic host. And he led a rebellion against God. One third of the angels sided with him. But that leaves two thirds that are still on God's side. There's more that be with us than be with them. Glory to God. I said there's more that be with us than be with them. God's response to all of these horses and chariots and soldiers was horses and chariots and soldiers of his own. Horses and chariots that were driven by powerful, godly, angels you said well brother james now i got a little trouble believing that well perhaps that's the reason why the lord has led me to touch on this again today just because you can't see what's out there in the spirit world doesn't mean that it's not there See, I can't see the statue of liberty this morning because it's invisible to me but i believe it's there and if I'll go to the right place, I'll see it. If some of you get in the right place, spiritually speaking, amen, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you are not seeing spiritual things because you're looking at worldly things. You're too involved in worldly things, and, 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 and you're too worldly-minded to be of any heavenly good. But if you'll get in the right place with God, you'll see. But this servant of Elisha, he was focused on worldly things. He was focused on what was happening at the moment. And Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes. And in verse 17, the Lord opened his eyes, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots. And they were round about Elisha. Now, Brother James, you preached on this last week. Why, why are you still dealing with this this week? Because there are some of you here, many of you listening by radio, the Internet, CD. You're just not quite sure if God offers this kind of protection for us today. You're just not quite sure about that. God's protection for us today is greater than it was under the Old Testament. And it's all because of what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. And God is no respecter of persons. We're protected by the Lord in many and various ways according to the need of the moment. And you say, well, Brother James... I've had this to happen. I've had that to happen. Where was all the protection then? Let me tell you this. Being a child of God does not make you exempt from life's trials, troubles, and difficulties. Let me say that again. 
Just because you're a child of God, that does not make you exempt from trials and tribulations and problems, heartache. It's been hot this week. We left a Pepsi-Cola can in the car, and while Dana was in the office working, that thing exploded. Pepsi-Cola everywhere. Sticky. Yes, she was tempted to use something other than the King James Version. I mean, Pepsi-Cola everywhere. Windshield streaked up. Where was God's protection then? Well, you think about it. What if we'd have been in the car at the time that thing exploded? There'd have been more than some Pepsi-Cola to clean up, I can tell you that. But if that thing had gone off when we were driving down the road, that could have caused a wreck. It could have. That was God's protection. Also had a flat tire this week. It could have blowed out while we were driving down the road, but it didn't. It went down slowly in the parking lot, and she was able to make it over to a place, and they were able to fix it, and whatever the case. Well, why are you telling me this, Brother Jane? I'm telling you this because, like I said, just because you're a child of God, it doesn't make you exempt from the stupid things that happen in this life that frustrate you. There are going to be trials and tribulations and heartache and problems and, and, and that sort of thing. We're not exempt from those things. But God protects us in ways that we do not realize, understand, and comprehend. We don't see it. If we could see all the times that God protected us, that would not be a question in your mind today. But God protects His children. There's more that be with us than be with them. If Satan had his way, we'd all be dead, but God keeps us safe. However, let me flip the coin over. There are times when the Lord holds back His protection. And He does it for reasons and purposes of His own. Go to the 12th chapter of the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 12, we have the story of two of the Lord's disciples. Acts chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, now about that time, now this was about nine years after the crucifixion. Herod the king, this was the grandson of Herod the Great, who killed all the little boy babies in Bethlehem at the time Jesus was born. Think of that. Where was God's protection at then? Thousands, thousands of little babies, millions of little babies have been murdered in the womb since 1972. Where was God's protection for them? You say, Brother James, I don't understand it. Why does God allow some to die and he saves others? Why does he do that, Brother James? I don't have all the answers today, but I will tell you this. If you're stupid enough to do some stupid things, God will let you. If you're stupid enough to jump out in front of a Mack truck, oh well. God will not violate your free will of choice. And Herod did this thing. 
murdered all those little babies and God allowed it. Why did God allow it? Again, I don't have all the answers and never will have all the answers. Well, until we get to glory, the Lord will explain it all then. We'll understand it better by and by. But until then, it's not up for me to understand everything. If you understood everything, you wouldn't need faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you're never going to have all the answers as to why things happen the way they do. But it does. King Herod, he stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. James was the first of the Lord's disciples to die. He was in his early 30s, the prime of life. Where was God's protection on him? Let's read on down a little further. Verse 3. Herod saw that it pleased the Jews, and he proceeded further to take Peter also. Put him in prison and had 16 soldiers taking turns to keep him. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church of God for him. Verse 5. The early church was a praying church. Where's all the prayer warriors at today? Where are all the prayer warriors at today? They made prayer without ceasing to God for Peter. Verse 6, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, look at verse 7, Acts chapter 12, verse 7. The angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. The power of an angel is beyond our comprehension. He was able to break those iron chains. The intimation is they just, they just fell from his hands. The angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Something supernatural was happening to Peter. And he couldn't tell if it was real or not. He, he thought he was having a vision. Verse 10, they went on past the first and second ward. Evidently, Herod put Peter in the inner chambers of the prison where the worst of criminals were held at. And each section you go through, it had a door and guards standing by it at attention. And the Bible says that they went past the first and second ward. They went through the doors and past the guards without them even knowing what was happening. Somehow that angel made 
Peter and himself invisible to those guards. And Brother James, I got a little problem believing that. Well, that, that's your problem. If the book says it happened, then I believe it happened. And if God could deliver Peter in such a fashion, then my friend, he can deliver you and he can deliver me. I'm here to tell you today there's more to be with us than be with them. And we're no different than these people in the Bible were. We've got powerful angels that are watching over us. They came to the iron gate, again, verse 10, that leadeth unto the city which opened to them of its own. This was the main gate of the prison, and no doubt it was locked. And it just opened up automatically. I'm talking about a powerful angel that was able to do these things and get Peter out of that prison. The door just opened right up. I don't care how many doors that man may try to close. There ain't a door that my God can't open. Oh, glory to God. I feel that this morning. Man can shut up the doors and say, no, you can't have it. But there ain't a door, there ain't a gate that my God cannot open. And my friends, he's fixing to open up some gates. He's fixing to open up doors that have heretofore been closed, but he's fixing to open them up. Glory to God, I feel that. I feel that. The Bible says they went out and passed through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. Angels are very powerful beings, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm glad that there's more that be with us than be with them. Peter came to himself and said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod. The Lord delivered Peter. But he didn't deliver James. Why? I don't have all the information on that. I don't have the answer to that. The only thing I can come up with is that the work that God had for James to do was finished. And the work that God had for Peter was not. Whatever it was, God wasn't done with Peter yet. And if you're sitting here today and you're listening by radio under the sound of my voice today, I'm here to tell you God's not done with you either. And if you're able to hear me today, you're watching me today, you're listening to me today, God has protected you and he has kept you safe many times over that you know nothing of because there's more that be with us than be with them and God help us to see it. You ain't going till God says it's time. It's appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. God promises us his protection, but that does not make us exempt from death. There's coming a time, my friend, when we're all going to have to cross over Jordan. There will be a time when the Lord says it's time to come home. 
And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you're a child of God. And let me tell you, there's no better protection than being with the Lord in glory. Glory to God. Nothing happens to a child of God without God knowing it. Just as God sent that host to protect Elisha so long ago, there is a host of angels that are protecting you and I today. They're there, although we may not see them. They're protecting us more than we realize. And like I said, if Satan had his way, we'd all be dead. But God's protecting us. His protection doesn't make us exempt from trials and tribulations and problems. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Brother James so-and-so died. Well, like I said, be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. They're in a better place. There's no better protection than to be in the presence of God. And until God calls you home, you can rest assured today that there's more that be with us than be with them, and you're under God's protecting hand today. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free cd copy of this message just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234 you can also go to establishedinthefaith.com there you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form but perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something again just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.